Thanks to this season's presenting sponsor, Driscoll's. Only the finest berries. Hello, young chefs, and welcome to Mystery Recipe! I'm Molly Birnbaum, editor-in-chief of America's Test Kitchen Kids. And I'm Mitzi. Oven Mitt, Molly's right-hand gal, e co-animator de emission. What was that, Mitzi? Co-host on the show! Every week on Mystery Recipe, we'll be talking about the fun, fantastical, and fascinating sides of a different kitchen ingredient. And at the end of the season, we'll use all the ingredients to cook a mystery recipe together. It's week seven! Today we have a great episode lined up for you. For our first course, we are offering up an exquisite round of ingredient guessing prepared by our official ingredient guesser, Henry. Then Adelina is back with an award-winning athlete for the scoop. And for our dessert finale, we have a sensible dollop of what you're all cooking up at home with What's Cooking! Dessert finale? Sensible dollop? Mitzi, have you gotten into fine dining? Vite fait, alors chanson I bet it tastes good. Ooh. Wow, wow, Mystery recipe. You're speaking French now, Mitzi? Oui, oui. Oh, oui. What sparked that? Well, Oliver and I went out to a new restaurant in town last week. Oh, there's Oliver now. How's it going, Oliver? Mitzi, I didn't know you could take your cat, Oliver, to restaurants. No, Molly. Oliver takes me. He's the real foodie of our household. <laughs> but there was a new French restaurant, and so we tried it, and they had a pre-fix menu. Right. That's when the meal costs a set price, and you get to pick a different option for a few courses. Often an appetizer, a main course, and a dessert. Yes, the food was delicious and all, but what really got me was how cool a prefix menu was. I had never ordered food that way before. Normally, I'm the diner type where there's like 400 different menu items, and I order about 300 of them. But this time, there were like five, and I was totally okay with it. It was awesome. Right, Oliver. Sophisticated. And I think it was because things were in French. I suppose. Hear me out, Molly. If they had said it was a price-fixed menu, I don't know that I would have been into it. Sounds kind of like a ripoff to me, and a little tacky. But a pre-fix menu? Ah, oh, totally different ball game. So I thought I'd try and see what other things sound fancier in French. What did you come up with? Well, there's à la chanson femme, which means to the theme song. That was nice. Pun a hot dog, which means hot dog bun. Hot dog in French is hot dog? Oh, also bonbon. What's bonbon? Candy. But how cute is bonbon? Oh, when you say something twice, it's just twice as nice. Very cute. All right, Oliver and I are going to go look up more French words, Molly. Nous reviendrons. All right, well, while you do that, it's time for our first segment, Guess the Ingredient. In this segment, I'll play some sounds, and then you at home get to try and guess what ingredient will be our theme for this week. Here we go. 
Hmm, any guesses what ingredient these sounds all have in common? I'll let you think it over while I call up our official ingredient guesser, Henry. Henry is 12 years old, lives in Boston, Massachusetts, and is our official ingredient guesser this season. Hello? Hey, Henry. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Thank you. Good. Welcome back for another week of Guess the Ingredient. We are getting pretty close to the end of this season. It's almost time for you to guess our mystery recipe. How about you at home, listeners? Do you know what recipe we'll be making in our grand finale cook-along? All right, Henry, let's get to this week's ingredient. I'm going to play you the first sound, so listen closely and we'll talk about it after it's done. That sounded a lot like onions simmering in a pan with lots of oil. Mm-hmm. So something, maybe onions, maybe something else, in a pan with lots of oil, maybe being fried? Fried or caramelized or... Awesome. So something being cooked in oil is what you're saying. Oil. Yeah, Totally. We've heard this sound or something like this before on this season when we were talking about vegetable oil. But now maybe this ingredient is the thing being cooked or fried and not the oil itself. What types of things get fried, Henry? Um, chicken, a lot of meat, um, some vegetables, some like stir fry, uh, rice, you can get fried rice. I've seen um, some food trucks with, like, fried Oreos and fried pickles. Um. <laughs> so basically anything can be fried, is Any, what you're saying? Anything can be fried, yes. Are you ready for our next one? Let's do it. That sounded like drums. <laughs> a symbol at the end. And I have no clue what that represents. Mm-hmm. Sort of a weird hint for a kitchen ingredient, huh? Maybe drums have something to do with what we're guessing? Should we try one more sound before we guess what it is? Yes. It's chickens! (laughs) That is exactly right. This one was pretty obvious. Welcome to Chicken Week. Chickens are the most common type of poultry eaten in the world, and they are common in all types of different cuisines. They can be baked, grilled, barbecued, fried, or boiled. Different parts of a chicken taste different and are prepared differently as well, like the breast, thigh, wings, or drumsticks. Nice guessing, Henry. Are those sounds making more sense to you now? Yes, they are. The first one is chicken being fried. The second one Mm -hmm. is the drumsticks because, well, chicken drumsticks. And the third one, it's pretty obvious, and it's just chickens. You are right on it, Henry. You're totally right. That first sound was a deep frying, a common way to prepare a chicken breast or thigh. The second was a drum roll, which was being played using drumsticks, another word for a chicken leg. And that third sound was, of course, a chicken. Thank you so much for your help this week, Henry. We'll talk to you again next week. Talk to you next week. Also, listeners, I want to mention that our mystery recipe this season is commonly made with chicken, which is why that is our ingredient theme this week. But lots of families around the world are vegan, vegetarian, or pescatarian. 
That means they might not eat meat of any kind as part of their diets. So if you do not eat meat, don't worry. Our test cooks have spent time developing a great alternative recipe that uses mushrooms or jackfruit instead of chicken. So you'll have no problem completing our grand finale cook-along. Molly! Hey, Mitzi. Did Henry guess it, Molly? He did. Welcome to Chicken Week. Ah, hooray! Welcome to Chicken Week, or Sabad du Poulet. Ugh, Molly, languages are hard. They really are, Mitzi. Imagine speaking more than one language. That would be so amazing. If I could speak English and French, or English and Spanish, or Haitian Creole, or Arabic. Yeah, that would be so cool. Lots of people do. It's called being bilingual. Bilingual? Yeah, bi means two and lingual means languages. So bilingual means two languages. Why would someone need to speak two languages? Well, different languages originate in different parts of the world, like French, for example. Hmm, let me guess. French people in France speak the French language. Right, and have been for more than a thousand years. People from Spain or Central and Latin America might speak Spanish. People from parts of the Caribbean speak lots of different kinds of Creole. And people from the Middle East or parts of Africa sometimes speak Arabic. Huh, I see. So if I grew up in Mexico, for example, I might grow up speaking Spanish? Exactly. But let's say your family then moves to another country. If you move from Mexico to the United States, which isn't really that far on a map, then you might decide to learn another language. Suddenly, lots of people around you would be speaking a language you don't know, and so you might decide to learn English and become bilingual. Huh. I think I get it. So if I move to another country, I might want to learn a new language and become bilingual. Right. Or if you were born here in the U.S., but your parents moved there from Mexico, they might raise you to be bilingual as well. If your parents immigrated to the U.S. from Mexico, then they might speak Spanish, but since you live here, you'd learn English in school. And so you'd know two languages. That was a big word. Immigrated? Oh, what does that mean, Molly? To immigrate means to move from one country to another. For example, if someone moves from Mexico to the United States, or from the United States to Mexico, then they would be considered an immigrant. Awesome! So immigrant is just a word to describe someone who's moved from one country to another? Exactly right. And it's pretty common from someone who's an immigrant to be bilingual. That is so impressive! It really is. Molly, I just thought of something. What's that? You know how we can understand Oliver the cat when he meows to us? Yeah. Does that mean we're bilingual? I guess so, Mitzi. Because we can speak English and cat or Oliverish, meowish. I'm not sure what this language is called. I'm going to go ask him. Thank you. Thank you for teaching me about languages, Molly. Anytime, Mitzi. All right, I think it's just about time for the scoop. Today, Adelina is back in the recipe lab, this time in our walk-in freezer. Can you hear me, Adelina? Ooh, oh yeah, I can hear you, Molly. I really should have bought my coat for this one. Let's just try and get this started soon, Molly. Sounds good. Well, first up, it's a word from our sponsors. Grown-ups, these ads are for you.
I want to tell you about our sponsor, the Kroger family of stores. Kroger makes meal planning easy with thousands of recipes available now on Kroger.com. From everyday meals to holiday feasts, their collection of recipes caters to every occasion. You can even add all of a recipe's ingredients to your cart or shopping list instantly. Explore simple recipes using pantry staples or get the kids involved to make a new dish the whole family will love. Plus, their seasonal recipes offer the perfect opportunity to pair fresh ingredients with new ideas in the kitchen. Learn more by heading to Kroger.com slash recipes. Hey, Molly. Hey, Chad. I am super excited to talk about all the things we have coming up from America's Test Kitchen Kids, like our Young Chefs Club subscription box. Every month, kids can receive a themed box filled with kid-tested recipes, hands-on activities and experiments, and other creative items by subscribing to our Young Chefs Club. Coming up in July, we have a very cool food art box with beautiful and delicious recipes that all young chefs can make look like art in a museum. What else are you excited about? Well, there is, of course, our new YouTube channel. ATK Kids has launched its own YouTube channel that has all types of funny and inspiring video content for young chefs to enjoy. And there are so many other great things. There's just too much to talk about in one short ad. You're right. And grownups can head to atkkids.com to learn more about everything we just mentioned and then some. That's atkkids.com. And we're back. Take it away, Adelina. Thanks, Molly. Today I'm in the walk-in freezer. And... Oh, sorry. Didn't realize someone was in here. Hi, Elle. Can I help you? Oh, no, it's fine. I was just getting ready for my podcast record from my show, which is called The Walk-In. Just checking out The Walk-In in here to get in the zone, you know? Hey, Elle. Hey, Lex. Anyway, I'll let you get back to your recording and all, but just wanted to say to the grown-ups listening, check out my podcast, The Walk-In from America's Test Kitchen. On The Walk-In, I explore the unheard stories of the food world's difference makers. What really happens between their first day and overnight success? The Walk-In has the conversations you won't hear anywhere else. Season two comes out June 16th. You don't want to miss it. Bye, Adelina. Bye, y'all. She's the best. She is the best. So I'm here in the walk-in with Legs. Can I ask you to introduce yourself for us, please? Yes, of course. I'm Legs. I'm a chicken thigh. The left one, I'm a lefty. And I'm a runner. Love to get out there in the fresh air, get some miles in. Love to run. I love running. Okay. I'm a runner. Okay, cool. Thanks, Legs. So you are a chicken thigh? What does that mean? Well, it means I'm a chicken thigh. Back before I was meat, I was thigh on a chicken. Before you were meat? Yeah, well, that's just sort of one way to say it. But chicken thighs, chicken breasts, chicken wings were all at one point part of a chicken. So the chicken that we eat and a chicken that we might see on a farm are actually the same thing? That's correct, yes. I was a farm-raised, free-range chicken. Had a great time as a chicken. I was on a big farm and had lots of room to run, which, you know, probably an influence because now I'm a runner. Did I mention that, Adelina? That I run? Yeah, you may have mentioned it. 
A lot of animals are raised on farms in order to become food. Kind of how, like, fruits and vegetables are grown on farms for people to eat. Farms will raise animals like turkeys, pigs, and cows to one day become food. Animals raised to become food are called livestock. Gotcha. So in addition to growing fruits and vegetables, farms raise livestock or animals to be used as food. Right. But some farms are better than others. How so? Well, some farms like mine treat their animals nicely. I was a free-range chicken, which means I wasn't cooped up in a cage all day. I was able to roam around a yard, get some fresh air and some exercise. I was able to run a lot, which is just so good for you. It's really a lifestyle, but I can't imagine life without... I get it. You're a runner. Right. How'd you know? Anyways, chicken that was not on free-range farms might be kept in a small cage for most of their day. It's not as nice. Gotcha. So livestock that is free-range, you mainly raised or grass-fed, might have had better living conditions on a farm. That's right. If you have a choice at your supermarket, it helps to support farms that treat their animals kindly. I will keep that in mind. Thanks, Legs. So you are a chicken thigh. Can you tell me more about that? For sure. Well, I was the left thigh when I was a chicken. Not that it makes any difference. It doesn't. Left and right thighs are the same. I'm made of dark meat, which means there's more fat. And when you cook me up, I am a lot juicier. Harder to dry me out. Oh, and I'm a runner as well. I love to run. You keep saying that. Do I? Well, just got running on the brain. Want to go for a quick run? Maybe just knock out an easy 10K before lunch? Or we can go down to the pier and back. What pier? There isn't a pier nearby. Yeah, it's like 20 or so miles south. How about you go ahead and get started? I'll meet you there. Really? Maybe. All right, just gotta stretch first. Don't want to pull my muscle. Well, that's our scoop for today. Animals raised on farms to be food are called livestock. Livestock that are free-range, grass-fed, or humanely raised have better living conditions, and dark meat chicken has more fat in it, which makes it juicy and keeps it from drying out. Also, I'm a runner. Also, Legs is a runner. I love running. Back to you, Molly. Thanks, Adelina, and thanks to Legs for those shopping tips. Molly, guess what? What? Greg is also bilingual. Hi, Greg. I didn't know you could speak two languages. Oh, hey there, Molly. I can. I can speak English and a IA Ixpe Igpe Anle. Well, that was really cool. And you speak pig Latin. How did you know that? I pixe igpe atnle ute. Ah, I sne ute, one, ears they, another a, ofe, soe, irhe. What? What is happening? You are both so impressive. What region of the world is pig Latin from? Oh, well, it's not really a language, Mitzi. What? It sounds like a language. I don't understand what you're saying. 
Well, to speak Pig Latin, all you have to do is take the first letter of a word, move it to the end, and then put an A after it. That, that's... what? Yeah, so we'll use your name as an example. Mitzi in Pig Latin would be, uh, Itsy May. You just take the M and put it at the end. Itsy, and then add A, May. And then you get Itsy May. Ah, I love it! So like Molly would be, uh, care the two, divide by seven. Divide. Ollie May! Right, and Greg would be reggae. Yeah, my favorite kind of music. How nice. I an kaolite ikspe igpe adlay wahoo! I mean, woo wow Amazing. That makes you trilingual now, Mitzi. Although, compared to other languages, Pig Latin and Cat... Meowish, according to Oliver. Right. Well, Pig Latin and Meowish are much easier languages to learn than most others. We joke here on the show, but people who speak two languages should be taken very seriously. It's a lot to learn. Oh, of course. We love immigrants and people who are bilingual. Ah! Oliver! You're an immigrant too, aren't you, Oliver? You came here from Italy. You're right. Oliver says it's time for What's Cooking. For What's Cooking, listeners, we need your help. We want to know what's cooking in your kitchens. Grown-ups, you can help your young chefs call in and tell us. Just dial 1-833-KIDS-ATK. That's 1-833-543-7285. And have your young chef leave us a voicemail. It's that easy. We want to know your name, how old you are, and what you're making. It can be anything at all that you've been cooking up at home. Tell us about the ingredients, how you made it, and how it came out. And not just your shining stars, either. We love hearing about recipes that maybe didn't go exactly to plan, because it can be really fun when things go a little off track in a recipe. We always learn something from it. Each week, we'll play some of your recordings on the show. So, grown-ups, have your young chefs leave us a voicemail by calling 1-833-KIDS-ATK today. We went through all your submissions, and this week we have some great recipes and stories to share. All right, let's hear them! Hi, my name is Gwen. I'm six years old, and I live in the Bay Area, and I made banana oat pancakes, and the first time I flipped one, it looked like a taco. Love you, Missy. Love you, Molly. Love you, Greg. Hi, my name's Ginny, and I'm 12 years old. For my birthday, I made a recipe I designed all by myself for school called Pink Lemon Pound Cupcakes, or Ounce Cakes, since they're tiny. It's a pretty basic cupcake recipe. It's got lemon juice and flour and stuff like that. And for the frosting, we made a vegetable shortening one and then we added my secret ingredient to make it taste amazing powdered lemonade concentrate it was really really good they're amazing every year and we had a lot of fun that's everything bye bye missy bye molly and everybody at the america's Best kitchen bye, hi my name is lily at and i'm seven years old we made some print cookies they were one of my favorite cookies. First, we made the dough. The dough was, was actually a little good, and I ate a little bit of it. And then we put thumbprints on it. 
We saw thumbs, and then we cooked them. They were sort of square-shaped, and then we put a jelly on them. They were really good. I really liked them. They're probably one of my favorite cookies. Bye, Mommy! Bye, and Parker and all the Hi, my name is Autumn, and I'm six years old. I live in Cumbers, Texas, and what we made is finished muffins. So we add spinach, milk, bananas, oil, flour, um, baking soda, baking powder, and cinnamon. I like to eat the batter when we before we make it, so it's good. I Thanks to everyone who sent something in. We've got tons more coming up this season, and we're going to include as many of the submissions as we can. So keep listening if you didn't make it on this week. And grown-ups, it's not too late to leave us a voicemail. Aye, Antwe, Ute, Ekme. Ale, Ive, Udfe, Aune. I want to make all the food now? S-yay. Uh, that means yes. Me too! Ah! Oh, Count Oliver in as well. Well then, let's go make some Udfe. We're just about out of time for today. We'll be back with some more free-range goodness next time. And remember, at the end of the season, we'll be using all of our ingredients in a very special mystery recipe to cook together. Can you guess what it is? So far, we have cinnamon, vegetable oil, garlic, chipotle chili powder, tomato sauce, limes, and chicken. We are so close. You might have a good guess by now. If you love Mystery Recipe, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And if you like this episode, share it with a friend. Or leave us a review. Give us some stars and tell us what you think about the show. We love hearing from you. Or listen to us and do absolutely nothing. Go for a run. Listen while you run. Tell legs we say hi. Until next time. Keep Keep on on cooking. cooking. Mystery Recipe is hosted by me, Molly Birnbaum, and I am a chocolate croissant. Chad Chennai is our writer and producer. He is Eggs Benedict. Our executive producer is Caitlin Kelleher. She's a breakfast burrito. Scoring, sound design, and mixing by Anya Jeshik and Matt Boynton of Ultraviolet Audio. They are two eggs over easy with a side of corned beef hash. Jonathan Roberts composed our theme music and is a Pop-Tart. Our post-production supervisor is Jen Margolis. She's French toast. Our line producer is Diane Knox, who is also an omelet. Jack Bishop is the chief creative officer of America's Test Kitchen. He's two double lattes. David Nussbaum is our CEO, and he's a blueberry pancake. Special thanks to our senior science editor, Paul Adams, Executive Editor Kristen Sargianis. Executive Food Editor Susanna McFerrin. Senior Editors Afton Cyrus and Ali Velez Aldifer. Test Cooks Andrea Vavgin and Cassandra Laughlin. Assistant Editors Katie O'Hara and Tess Berger. And Assistant Test Cook Kristen Bango. This episode featured the voices of Kira O'Sullivan, Jonathan Cormer, Adelina Rodriguez, L. Simone Scott, and Imani Russell. 
Thanks again to our sponsors, Kroger and the National Mango Board. Mystery Recipe is a production of America's Test Kitchen Kids. So, what should we make first? Great idea, Oliver. Sounds delicious. Greg, when did you learn how to speak meowish? I don't actually meow. Yeah, I'm glad I can too, Oliver. I'm glad I can too. I may listeners lay. Bye, listeners, for those of you who don't speak Pig Latin. Hi, grown-ups. I wanted to tell you a little bit about our newsletter. If you love the fun food content we share on Mystery Recipe, then sign up today for our ATK Kids newsletter to receive even more recipes, activities, and stories from me straight to your inbox. As a mom of two, I always try to include things that are important to my family, and it's a great way to hear about all the new things we are cooking up at ATK. Plus, every new email added will be entered for a chance to win three free ATK Kids books for toddlers through teens. We'll draw 10 winners every month while the promotion lasts, and we have some great books available all the time. Head to atkkids.com newsletter to sign up today for your chance to win.